0: Hurry up, your favorite show's about to start. Grab a Capri Sun, some Dunkaroos, and settle in for another episode of the Millennial Movie Club. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Millennial Movie Club. Your two best friends are here, Jazz and Dan. Hey everybody. Good to see ya. My name's Jazz Zapatos, and when I was a kid, I grew up by the beach, and so it was like the cool thing to do to go take surf lessons on Saturday mornings. They were like free surf lessons. You could go like super early, and I actually like got on the board and stood up for the first time. And somebody immediately like popped out of the water, like stood up right in front of my surfboard, and I just ate it, annihilated them. Yeah. Yikes! And then never surfed again.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, you shouldn't have snaked the wave from the local. I guess
0: that's it. Just stayed on my own turf.
1: <laughs> um, Um, And my name is Dan Levine and uh, when I was younger me and my friend Colin met uh, these two guys at the park We hung out with them for a while And then they asked if they could use our bike to go off this ramp and then they just left with the bike This
0: is becoming a recurring theme. I was trying to think of something Trusting (laughs) other kids with bikes and just getting completely fucked on.
1: Yeah, I still haven't really learned my lesson you're still Whatever. the guy. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah still I'm, just I'm a mark. I'm handing
0: your stuff away. <laughs> you do look like a mark. You just yeah. have such a you have such kind eyes. Like I feel like I could punch you in the dick and we'd still be friends.
1: Yeah, yeah. And of you course. would thank
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the kind of I face. Feel... You, I'm just telling you. I'm not. No, gonna no. do I it, understand. But that's just the kind of face you have. Asking for a punch in the dick.
1: Yeah. No, I understand. And I'll work on it. <laughs>
0: appreciate it um we are today discussing one of the raddest most bodacious action films of the 90s that being point break
1: man i realized that i pretty much have watched every part of this movie but not like front to back all the way through yeah i mean it goes without saying (laughs) It's so sick.
0: (laughs) I mean, mixed reviews and not an instant box office hit, more of Mm. like a cult hit later down the line, but you just can't deny that it's sick, brah.
1: Yeah. It's just absurd and like it's so similar to Fast and the Furious. It's the exact same plot. (laughs) So like it was recreated over and over again. I've never
0: seen a Fast and Furious movie.
1: Oh, okay. Awesome. We'll just do that. Sometimes. right okay so now like all the similarities are not jokes. gonna be funny yeah great right. <laughs> i think this actually still might be interesting to you so this is like this flow chart someone made to determine whether it's point break or fast and the furious so it's is the hero a puckish young fbi agent yes does he deduce that extreme sportsmen are responsible for a rash of crimes yes does he track them by going undercover to take part in the sport <laughs> Yes. Does he initially target the wrong set of criminals? Does he fall in love with a waitress in the villain circle? Yes! <laughs> Does he bond with the main character? Oh, main yeah!
0: <laughs> Keep going. Does
1: he bond with the main criminal over shrimp in a beach restaurant? Does the gang blow his cover and then coerce him into helping with one last job?
0: Yes! he fucking does
1: (laughs) you've got to do it for a couple more does it go badly wrong with half the gang getting badly wounded
0: yeah 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 (laughs) i'm running out
1: (laughs) after this bloodbath does the hero let the villain go free at the end like some (laughs) massive idiot
0: (laughs) oh
1: yeah the last one is just is Vin Diesel in it? And if you say no, it's point break. And if you say yes, it's fast and the furious.
0: That is wild. Down to the shrimp, like yeah. that really impressed me. Which then to me is like, so why didn't we get five to six, seven point breaks? Like they know. made one remake. It wasn't a sequel. It was just a remake that was oh fucking terrible. Oh, it wasn't good. I went on a date to see that. And it was a bad movie, and it was a bad date.
1: So I guess first date, no more dates.
0: It might have been the second date.
1: Oh, okay. No more dates afterwards, though.
0: Dude lived on Roosevelt Island. What was (sighs) I going to do? Take the fucking cable car over? It's never going to happen.
1: Dating like a leper.
0: A real pariah. Anyway, shall we set the scene? Absolutely. The description of this movie reads, After a string of bizarre bank robberies in Southern California, with the crooks donning masks of various former presidents, a federal agent, Johnny Utah, infiltrates the suspected gang. But this is no ordinary group of robbers. They're surfers, led by the charismatic Bodhi, who are addicted to the rush of thievery. But when Utah falls in love with a female surfer, Tyler, who is close to the gang, it complicates his sense of duty.
1: How could you listen to that and not want to watch that movie? It's so oh, much stuff going yeah. on. Yeah.
0: They're no ordinary group of robbers. <laughs>
1: They're surfers.
0: They're surfers.
1: And their motivations are different than regular robbers. There's a lot of stuff going on in this movie.
0: Absolutely. But it be- it begins as like peaceful thievery, you know, just kind of fun and exciting.
1: Yeah. I think that's got to be part of the what we're supposed to take away from it. <laughs> but, but I haven't really. Maybe we can work it out in our conversation about what this has been about. try
0: and work it through.
1: We'll figure it out. Um, so the director was Catherine Bigelow
0: male gigolo
1: a female gigolo yes she directed strange days k-19 the hurt locker zero dark 30 detroit and she's the first woman to win the academy award for best director for the hurt locker
0: what a badass
1: bitch i love that so cool
0: so motivating.
1: I don't know what the preconceived notions are for women directors, but for some reason that like really freaked people
0: out. Oh, a woman could never imagine the atrocities <laughs> right, of war. Right, exactly. There's a war zone in our panties every month, you dicks.
1: So get with it.
0: Well, thanks, K Biggs, for trailblazing.
1: Yeah. She was married to James Cameron for a couple of years friend of
0: the pod James Cameron
1: past and future guest James Cameron Um, the movie has a bunch of big name actors we've got Patrick Swayze as Mm Bodie. he's won three nominations for Golden Globe for best lead actor in a motion picture comedy or musical that's the full title I had to read it like that I'm sorry for (laughs) Dirty Dancing Ghost and the road comedy film to Wong Wu thanks for everything Julie Mm -hmm. Newmar oh is that something that people have seen yes okay
0: not me I, newest, know, but but I know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Someone has seen that movie. He was also in Roadhouse, and uh, unfortunately, in 2009, he died of pancreatic cancer at age 57.
0: What a fucking loss.
1: Yeah. He leaves a, a lot of great movies behind.
0: A true legacy.
1: Yeah. What a legend. We've got Keanu Reeves as Johnny Utah.
0: Fun fact, Keanu Reeves was not the original choice. The producers of the movie wanted Charlie Sheen or Johnny Depp for the role. But Catherine Bigelow demanded that Reeves be given the part. And actually, Patrick Swayze also originally auditioned for the part of Utah before landing the
1: role of Bodhi. I could have seen any of those people. I think they would have worked.
0: 1,000%. And... The name Johnny Utah was based on NFL quarterback Joe Montana.
1: Mm, And not Johnny Unitas, I guess. Why is Johnny, when he's going undercover, give his real name?
0: When I tell (laughs) you the amount of exclamation points next to my note about that. (laughs) But I guess it's also like he's a recognizable sports celebrity. right? Like Bodie immediately recognizes him just by his face. That's like being like... Britney Spears deciding to be an undercover agent just release her into the
1: world. Right, exactly.
0: People know already know who that is. It doesn't work. And I guess maybe that even makes him a better undercover agent because they're like, well, he's a famous football player. like He's obviously not a cop.
1: Oh, wow. Like reverse, reverse, (laughs) reverse, reverse, of course.
0: I don't think they were that clever about it, but that's the excuse we're going to give it.
1: No, yeah, and I'll take it. Um, Keanu Reeves had his breakthrough in Bill and Ted's. He did Speed, The Matrix, Hardball. I love Hardball, if anyone else loves Hardball, and John Wick. We've got Gary Busey as Papas. He was uh, Buddy Holly in The Buddy Holly Story. He was in Stars Born, the first one, Lethal Weapon. Predator 2 Rookie of the Year of course Mm -hmm. that's what I always think of him as and then we've got Lori Petty as Tyler I always think of her as Kit from A League of Their Own
0: Mm -hmm. or Tank Girl
1: or Tank Girl or I'm sure there's a bunch of people who Remember her as Ray Lindley from Free Willy. She's the trainer <laughs> and the vet, of course. Right. I've just got two more. We've got John C. McKinley as Ben Harp. And I think everyone knows him as Perry Cox in Scrubs.
0: Oh, yeah. The, the yep. dickhead boss. He's like, played that role his whole career.
1: And he was one of the bobs in Office Space where he's not, I guess, that big of a dick or in the same way, but he is kind of still of a dick. And then the last one I, wanted, I think we have to mention is Tone is played by Anthony Kiedis.
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. What the fuck was he doing in this film?
1: Uh, Crushing. I mean, he's a terrible actor, but he's like shredded and looks crazy. He was, of course, the lead vocals for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili
0: Peppers. (laughs) They were like, we need somebody like super fucking unhinged. That's just going to look like cracked out and insane. Like kind of like Anthony Kiedis. They were like... What's Anthony Kiedis doing?
1: And if he says no, just ask Flea. And I'm sure either of them would have done the exact same.
0: Oh, that's the movie we wanted. But
1: this is what we got, so.
0: Quite a cast. Uh, Fun fact, this movie was originally supposed to be titled Johnny Utah. And then it was renamed Riders on the Storm. Doors. But then it was changed to Point Break, which is a surfing term for a wave that hits a piece of land extended from the coastline.
1: If it was Johnny Utah, I feel like there's so many things that are pushing this movie into absurdity. If it was called called Johnny Utah. I think it's just one step too far. Like, it's great that it's called Point Break.
0: I agree. There's also a bar in New York City, I think it still exists, called Johnny Utah's. It's kind of like a coyote ugly situation. I think.
1: Ah, okay. They still have those?
0: Hogs and Heifers. There's like a ton of bars like that in New York City because it's New York City, baby. Anything That's knows. Right.
1: Yeah, if you don't like it, get out of there. Get out of here. Or whatever. Let a
0: girl make an honest living. Speaking of good honest work, the opposite of good, honest work is being a movie reviewer, I think. Damn. <laughs> but we're going to feature them anyway on this part of the podcast, starting with a review from Nell Minow of Movie Mom. The script is so lame, it achieves a sort of magnificence, and the stunts are superb. That's pretty no. spot on. Yeah, Somebody who fucking loved this film was Roger Ebert, which nice. kind of shocks me. He gave it 3.5 stars out of 4. Nice. So he considers this a nearly perfect film.
1: I don't know about that. He
0: writes, Bigelow is an interesting director for this material. Oh, because she's a woman, you
1: stupid douche. get <laughs> it, bigot.
0: She's interested in the ways her characters live dangerously for philosophical reasons. They aren't men of action, but men of thought who choose action as a way of expressing their beliefs bigelow and her crew are also gifted filmmakers there's a foot chase through the streets yards and alleys and living rooms of Santa Monica two skydiving sequences with virtuoso photography powerful chemistry between the good and evil characters and an ominous brooding score That underlines the mood. The result is surprisingly effective.
1: I mean, I think it's effective, but like the beginning part where it's like, oh, they use their actions to instead of their world. I don't know, man. I think you're giving them a little too much credit. Like these are (laughs) deep men. Like table stakes. Deep I do like that, like, Bodhi's little soliloquies and uh, his way of thinking was, like, really strange. You couldn't put your finger on it.
0: Definitely. He was deeper than just your average, like, I'm evil. Right. But then it's like you start to see people's true colors in moments of life and death.
1: And it's not that he's so bad in those moments, but his worldview is, like, getting in the way of his interpersonal empathy, I guess.
0: Good call. In terms of Amazon reviews, I've got two... Simple, right to the point. The first one, I'm only rating this two stars due to meatball subs. Do with that <laughs> what you will.
1: <laughs> yeah, the meatball sub that he said looks like roadkill, though. I thought it looked great.
0: That whole scene pissed me off, but we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> um, The next five-star review. Iconic scenes and great lines. Terrible acting by Keanu makes it even better. And who could forget the foot chase with the dog punt right in the middle? A great action movie from beginning to end.
1: It's funny because I feel like the analysis of Keanu Reeves has evolved and shifted so much. Yeah. It's easy to look at this movie and be like, Keanu Reeves is doing a poor acting job, but then... I think over the years, you're like, oh, I think that's just how he is. And now we kind of think it's a pretty good job. I don't know.
0: Exactly. Also, like, he's doing exactly what you wanted him to do. Yeah. You know, like, he was already a star by then for a reason.
1: Well, he's so handsome, too.
0: He's so goddamn handsome. I didn't think he was a terrible actor in this movie. But also, like, maybe it's just not believable that he is, like, a hyper-intelligent FBI agent.
1: Yeah. Well, is he supposed to be a hyper-intelligent? He's just supposed to be... Are FBI agents all, like, supposed to be really smart?
0: I would hope so, but this movie really shows the contrary. I've never seen a bigger bunch of bumbling bum fucks. Like, is this, like, some rando, like, higgledy-piggledy police department in a a southern town? Like, they were so bad at their jobs the whole time.
1: Yeah, except, I mean, the parts where they're, like... Analyzing hair fragments and figuring out the, the composition of the different they chemicals. They
0: technology and the, on their side, for sure. Yeah. Just in terms of logistics and like interdepartmental collaboration.
1: Yeah, no one's backing up anybody. Lacking. It
0: was just a big dick measuring contest the whole time.
1: Yeah, I hope that regular FBI agents are are different.
0: Yeah, I would fucking hope they have their shit a little bit more together.
1: But I also think that I hope that they're all surfers too. So it's like pick and choose. I don't know.
0: And I hope all bank robbers are surfers too.
1: Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: Shall we dive on in?
1: Absolutely. We start with another word art type like... Oh yeah, that's
0: my first (laughs) title card. (laughs) Waves crashing on the shore and then it's like Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves' names are like... (laughs) (laughs)
1: like crossing
0: each other it's corny but it's effective it Um, is we're cutting back and forth between these sick shots of these surfers also keanu reeves in a tight black t-shirt in the pouring rain at shooting practice at fbi camp cue the pussy sneezing immediately (laughs) right off the bat just Mm.
1: Jazz looked like one of those uh, people that he's targeting. Her head just, like, blows up.
0: <laughs> and I was soaking wet, much like yeah, those was moving targets. Right. Um, we see FBI agent Johnny Utah entering his first day at work in the bank robbery department of the FBI. His new boss is a total dick Uh, right off the bat. He's like, you may have been top 2% in your class at Quantico, but here you know nothing. You know less than nothing. And if you think you know nothing, that's something. See, he is like the most caricature character in this movie.
1: Yeah, it's like one of the partners in Wolf of Wall Street where it's like, you don't lift your head until 6 o'clock or whatever, you know, like, all right, we get it. It's hard here.
0: He's like, you're a real blue flame special. Young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs>
1: yeah. Which I
0: was just like right off the bat immediately, probably an iconic quote.
1: Yes, I was trying to figure out. it. That's not the first time that was said, right? Is that where it's from? I don't know. I hope so.
0: So then we're cutting to some dudes in a car, loading their rifles, putting on masks of former presidents, and they are about to rob a bank.
1: They've got masks, and they also have, like, full suits, too. It's not just like... Yeah,
0: yeah. it's not just the masks, and they're naked. They are wearing (laughs) clothes and gloves. Yeah, and they have guns, like, you know, robbers. They're just really
1: committed to the fit.
0: We see them rob this bank on their way out. The last guy pulls down his pants to show his butthole to the cameras. We cut back to the FBI office and they're like, <laughs> I love that they're like, this guy's flashing his butthole. And we cut back to the FBI office and they're like, pure professionals. Like, <laughs> yes. Literally, they're like, these guys are the best in the business. <laughs> but anyway, these dudes have been robbing banks, 27 banks. They never shoot anyone. They're in and out in 97s. They never touch the ball. They have their system down. Utah has been paired up with Agent Pappas. You know, Papas is kind of like a older, sort of at the end of his career. Grizzled vet. Yeah, nobody mm-hmm. takes him seriously. He's been trying to crack this case for a while.
1: But it seems like we're getting to this guy, Gary Busey, like at the end of his career where he's like kind of losing a little bit of the zeal for the job. He's not super into it anymore, it seems. No. Maybe he's gotten beaten down by that piece of shit director.
0: He's definitely jaded and like tired of being laughed at. And so it's like he wants to figure it out but he's also like what's the point right so they go to check out this drop car and Papa's is like forget it they're ghosts and Utah like gives him this whole thing and is like why do you just retire and tell nom stories and he's like I was fighting in nom while you were shitting in your hands and smearing <laughs> it on your face I'm loosely paraphrasing but not that loosely that is I don't know if you are almost exactly what he says which I'm just like Did we have to?
1: If they were reading for this part, this is why Gary Busey got this job. I mean, this is what he does.
0: Yeah. And he's like, you mad? Are you mad? Well, it means you're not dead yet. And if you're not in the ground, let's go get these guys. So (laughs) he like revs him up. Love that. And so Papa's like tells him his, I just kept feeling it's like Papa tells him his. (laughs) Yes.
1: And it's not really like a a father-son relationship. It's like one loose cannon talking to like a a crazy old person.
0: Papa tells him his theory um, (laughs) that these, these guys are surfers. You know, they're doing all kinds of chemical tests. They find like surf wax on their shoes. So... Utah's down with it. They decide he's going to go undercover as a surfer. How hard can it be? Cut to him immediately drowning.
1: They're watching people surfing and then the camera keeps cutting back to them. And then it's like, how hard could it be? And then it cuts back to the surfers. And the one thing about this movie, like all all 90s movies, is the stunt doubles are really, really bad. And there's a lot of parts where there's not. Well, I don't know. I mean, they kind of look like them, but there's parts where they're like pretty close to their face. So I can't Always. tell whether they're supposed to be Keanu Reeves or supposed to be Patrick Swayze.
0: Very good at surfing, these guys. Very bad at looking like who they're supposed to look like. <laughs> and right. also, they're definitely using like multiple stunt doubles for each character. So like you'd see one stunt guy pretending to be Patrick Swayze, and then a different guy pretending to be Patrick Swayze, and they don't look alike.
1: Yeah, I thought and I that was just too. like, are we just?
0: Is this just B roll of surfers, or is it actually supposed to be a character that we know?
1: Apparently, Patrick Swayze's stunt double was down. Dorner and he's like a huge big wave surfer. That's dope. Yeah. And he like based a lot of the character off his stunt double, which is pretty cool. I wonder how many times that's ever happened.
0: Yeah. What an honor.
1: But I also want to say like there's like a surprising amount of stuff in this movie that is not stunt doubles. Really? Yeah, like the main actors they trained with Dennis Jarvis in Hawaii and he said that Patrick Swayze had been on a board a couple of times. Keanu definitely hadn't surfed before and Lori uh Tyler had never been in the ocean in her life. And what? He was training them and apparently Patrick Swayze got super into it. <laughs> he cracked 4 of his ribs.
0: He's too much. He's, He's too, too so extra. Cool. They literally had to make him sign a contract because they obviously do a lot of skydiving in this movie. He did a lot of skydiving in real life. And they needed to force him to sign a contract saying he would not go skydiving during the production of this movie so that he wouldn't <laughs> fuck himself up. But that he was like under one condition. If you let me do an actual jump in the movie. And so they did. The shot of him just like leaning it, falling out of the plane it's is so him cool. really doing it.
1: That's such a cool scene. I mean, he's he just seems crazy and awesome. Like, mm-hmm. he refused to use a stunt double for the fight scenes and the car chases. He's just like, no, I want to do it. I think he's yeah. just kind of an adrenaline junkie. Apparently he ended up making 55 jumps for the film
0: holy shit
1: that's fucking insane
0: and two of the other guys in the crew are like actual professional surfers that like had dabbled in acting
1: oh okay wait which one are you talking about because we've got gromit roach <laughs> bunker Warchild, tone psycho stick and passion for slashing <laughs> So which ones are the there? girls
0: with the passion for slashing brats? Anybody? My girls know.
1: What my girls? At? The
0: brats commercials, and I remember brats dolls.
1: I do. I can picture the commercials. I just don't yeah, know. Yeah. So
0: the song for the brats commercial was like the girls with the passion for fashion.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. I was trying to figure out how slashing would have made it its <laughs> way to brats, but yeah. Brats stole oh, their
0: branding from Point Break. Shocking. <laughs> Dicks. I'm surprised there was another surfer named like Furby or something skip but, it yeah i wish i could <laughs> honestly yes with the grommet skip it for me, Works for me they're like everybody that used to work out with justice kavanaugh
1: <laughs> that's right squee <laughs> <laughs> grommet psycho stick
0: fucker anyway he's immediately drowning he just like thinks he can do it all (laughs) and so to get back he is saved by tyler a no-nonsense surfer chick they look her up on this very high-tech computer software at the bureau he finds out her parents died and he's like that's my way in, which is like kind of fucked, but... So schemy. He tells her he needs to learn how to surf and she needs to teach him because he did everything to please his parents who died in a car crash. And again, that's fucked, but it's effective. She agrees to teach him how to surf.
1: Was any of that story right? Or did he even make up like he became a lawyer for his parents as well? Because... That seems like it could be real. was the only thing not real that his parents died. I don't think they ever... Right,
0: because he talks about his football career. I have no idea if he actually went to law school, but he talks about it a lot. It could be. Probably did. She starts teaching him how to surf. We have like the classic pop-up do less scene from Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
1: I couldn't (laughs) think of anything else. Could
0: not think of anything else. We have one musical montage and he's a surfer. Boom, bang. Yes. Exactly what we needed. That's how it works. He looks out and he wa- he sees Bodie surfing. We come to find out Bodie and Tyler have a romantic past, but it's kind of playful. There's like a little bit of weirdness there. Mm-hmm. Cuts it later that night they're playing this big tackle football game on the beach and Johnny tackles Bodie into the ocean. And at first his crew is like, "Yo, what the fuck?" and then Bodie's like, "Don't you know who this is? He's Johnny Utah, <laughs> former Ohio football star." And everyone's like, "Oh, sick, bro." And then I wrote, "Why the fuck is he using his real identity undercover?" But and And right off the bat, I'm, like, already getting almost famous vibes. Like, don't be friends with the musicians. Right,
1: right. Good call.
0: Because he's already, like, falling in with this crew and, like, starting to forge a connection. And, like, yeah. So they get a hair sample from one of the robbers. And they pick up all these toxic chemicals in it. And they're, like oh, well, there's toxic waste spills on the beach. I was like, is that for real? Because that's not-. Then we like cut to... It's like a beautiful California, Southern California beach next to like a power plant. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that can't be right. But anyway, <laughs> they're like, if we pull hair samples, we can figure out which toxic waste from which beach this is from and so they just start stealing hair from a bunch of surfers
1: he like goes and pretends like there's a bug on this guy's ear and just rips his hair off and he's like man you could have died or something it's like wait what bug is this
0: the thing is, too, is like he like is putting on a front to seem like a surfer bro, but that is way more believable than him being an FBI agent.
1: That's the parts that don't work that well when he's trying to be the surfer bro because he he just sounds kind of like that regularly. So it's like he's making fun of his own shtick.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we find out exactly which beach it is. He goes out there surfing it up, dropping it in other people's waves like a total noob. A kook. Gets punched in the face. They cut his leash on his board. And then a bunch of the locals, including Anthony Kiedis, beached the shit out of him. Oh, God. I wrote beat the shit out of him. Oh, you wrote I that? Just, yeah. And then I read it. <laughs> but that's not what I meant. And it was not meant to be a joke. And so Bodhi comes in and breaks it up and vouches for him, does some roadhouse style karate on their asses. For real. He's like a very spiritual dude, and he's like, Man, you don't get the real meaning of surfing yet.
1: You fall in love with this character right away.
0: Immediately. He's
1: Even though so you cool. know
0: he's definitely the bad guy. You already know.
1: Do you? Because I watched it too late where I had already known the ending, like the first time I watched it. So mm-hmm. I have no idea whether it was like. Is it generally considered that people didn't know that he was the bad guy?
0: I really don't know. Mm -hmm. I was one years old when the movie came out.
1: So what did your friend say?
0: I was like, no spoilers! (laughs) (laughs) But to me, I was just like, there's no reason they're going to make us care this much about this character. If he's not going to be like a tragic anti-hero.
1: Right. Much like
0: Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. If you get it, you get it. So Bodie invites him to a party at his house. Meanwhile, Utah and Papa start... (laughs) You are like Papa. Uh, I can't stop. It's amazing stop. <laughs> how
1: many times we've gotten that into an episode.
0: <laughs> Honestly. Um, Utah and Papa start looking into this wild gang who just beat him up because they're just like known to be some real no good nicks. And apparently Nazis. We don't see any real Nazi behavior, but we do know that they're bad guys.
1: I think it was like a they're intolerant. I don't know if they're like actual okay. Nazis.
0: I mean, I don't, we don't see any evidence that they're actual Nazis.
1: but They only live to get radical. I mean, that's how. <laughs>
0: that that's it. That's no, Patrick all. Patrick
1: Swayze says it.
0: They're not surfing <laughs> for the right reasons, man. No. So Utah, of course, goes to Bodie's party with Tyler. You pick up on this weird energy with Bodie and Tyler. And he says to him, what's mine is yours. And I'm like, ew, he's talking about Tyler.
1: Yeah. Really it's a gross. really weird way of putting Fuck
0: it. my ex-girlfriend. Right. We're, we're
1: like no boundaries kind of thing. And this is kind of how I live. But it's all, all these like little small comments are trying to – Build the temple that is his Worldview yeah oh yeah It's kind of complicated Um, and I don't know if we Ever really get there a hundred percent But we get pretty close to what we Think he's about
0: right well especially Because then he like abandons it all By the end yes yeah But that night they're like sitting around a bonfire and Bodhi believes that there, this 50 year storm is coming to send like a huge swell north 200 miles and create the biggest wave ever seen and he's gonna surf it and he's like it's not tragic dying doing something you love this is when we start getting into the real nitty gritty of him
1: mm-hmm. so
0: they decide to go out for a stealth mission aka surfing in the dark this scene was so clearly shot in the daytime and just had the brightness turned <laughs> all the way down like you can see the sun <laughs> reflecting on the water
1: Oh, it wasn't the moon?
0: Certainly not. And he's like, I can't see. I'm going to fucking die out here. And it's like 2 p.m.
1: You know, it's like you can't be surfing with your eyes, man. You got to surf with your heart or whatever he says. Like, you got to feel the ocean. That's how, you know, it's a big lesson for him.
0: He's like, I still don't know how to surf with my eyes open.
1: (laughs) It's not going to work.
0: But then he does catch a huge wave. And it's like the high of his life. He and Tyler finally make out. Mm. Man, hearing a Hawkeye say, Come here before he kisses you is like, hooey. That's the one. That's the Papas I'm <laughs> looking for. <laughs> P.S. Papas is like a very very Greek sounding last name. And right. He is, there's like nothing that alludes anything remotely ethnic about him.
1: His first name is like Salvador. What is it? Oh, it's Angelo Papas.
0: Yeah, Angelo. Or like Italian they're trying to... I don't know. I feel like they're just
1: fucking with us.
0: Or they were like, this role was written for a deeply ethnic man. She was like, I refuse.
1: Or it's like, we already have Antonio Banderas, but let's just let Gary Busey read the role where Johnny is, uh, you know, firing it up. And it's like, well, what are we going to do?
0: This could have been Antonio Banderas and Johnny Depp. That
1: would have been sick.
0: Think about it. He and Tyler... Get down to business on the beach. He wakes up and he's like, shit. This whole movie, he's screaming shit, by the way.
1: His screaming is great.
0: Smooch, smooch. Gotta go. He's late for his own raid on the Nazis' house. (laughs) Who are like literally pouring beer into their Cheerios.
1: Yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I I get it. They're just awesome. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. They're like, somebody's at the door. Let's pull out all of our guns. Utah's trying to communicate to the other cops. Like, they have weapons. Again, this is the FB freaking... I you have like play walkie-talkies that don't work yeah they're like oh there's a one lawnmower our whole arsenal of technology is screwed
1: yeah we're fucked we never thought there'd be a lawnmower
0: in this residential neighborhood
1: <laughs> right yes yeah, it's, it's also like they send like four people for a raid of a house that they think are extremely dangerous criminals
0: yeah and they're outnumbered there's like five or six guys in the house and two naked women who happen to be very good at fighting.
1: These women are incredible. I mean like Johnny is getting beat the shit out of by these huge guys at the beach and he doesn't go down and then he beats the shit out of them. In this scene, this woman just like kicks him in the head and he's like unconscious for like naked five woman. Minutes. Naked woman.
0: Who then stabs another agent in the back. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Johnny is fighting this big dude who has this beautiful face mere inches from a lawnmower.
1: I love this scene. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. So eventually, like, lots of shooting, lots of fighting. They've got all these guys either killed or cuffed. Turns out one of the guys in the house is another undercover agent who's been working on this case for months and was just about to find out who their drug supplier was. And his boss is like, great job, Utah. First of all, you're his boss, so there's no way this raid happened without that's your sign-off. That's exactly sign off. what
1: I was thinking. That's your fuck-up.
0: You would all know that there's another agent in here undercover.
1: Right. So is it CIA versus FBI? Is that where, where the, you know, that's not being translated between departments? How could this possibly fucking happen?
0: Yeah, this poor guy was like tailing them for a different crime, and that whole case is now blown. But
1: also, not really important to remember it further. <laughs> I don't even know why they did no, it. No, super nice <laughs> It's just to like show them fucking up one more time like in the eyes of their chief.
0: Yeah, you gotta fuck up a bunch to be that much more determined to get it right, I guess.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: Bodhi shows up to Utah's door and is like, we're going surfing. So they like go out surfing and then he sees one of the dudes pull his bathing suit down and he's like, wait, I know that butthole. (laughs) That's it this is the gang (laughs) that is literally what tips him off
1: that's actually what happened. yeah
0: he goes back to papa and he's like okay these are the guys they're packing their shit up for the summer they're scoping out banks for their final hit and he just knows like this is it so they go to stake out in front of this bank papa makes him go order him these meatball subs and is like reading fucking comics while they are on the lookout for these guys they're like this is like the case of his life
1: right so like keanu reeves is going to do something else that means you need to figure this out like you need to be, be watching the watching door watching what's going on but he's like he just loves those cartoons so much it's
0: like mr magoo solves a
1: murder right.
0: and i was just like this is now just a caricature of itself like right. how you take this seriously they pull up and go into the bank completely undetected And then face deep in their subs, they're like, oh, shit, they're here. So a car chase ensues. The former presidents go. They stop at this gas station. They steal another car and they set their current car on fire.
1: There's a lot of stuff to dissect here, too, because the way that they light the car on fire is they essentially take the gas pump, stick a lighter in front of it, and then it becomes like a huge flamethrower.
0: There's no way that's how that works. It doesn't work.
1: It doesn't work. First of all, like I was trying to look into it and gas doesn't pump nearly as fast as you think it does. It kind of trickles out. Like it doesn't like shoot out like a flamethrower. And also, as many would assume, it would just get sucked back into the pump and blow everything up. Blow
0: everything up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then in the chase, there's just this really funny scene where a big pit bull is being kind of used as like a weapon.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. So here's the chase. They're like going through people's backyards. They're running through people's homes. There's a woman with a big pile of laundry who like screams and throws laundry which like f- for the record the only thing women are used for in this movie are fucking and screaming that's mm. it
1: and teaching surfing
0: and teaching surfing uh, before she's fucking. Yes. It just makes her more fuckable, really. It does. This movie does, definitely does not pass the Bechdel test. No.
1: But apparently, when I was reading about it, it is a great favorite among female audiences. <laughs> Maybe because And of, directed uh, by a woman. And directed by a woman.
0: She knows her audience or right. whatever.
1: Cast Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, people are not going to care so much. Yeah,
0: she's like, that's what I'm giving to the women.
1: Yes, exactly. You're welcome.
0: So yeah, they are running through and there's a... There's a pit bull in one of the yards Bodhi decides to just pick up this dog and use it as a weapon Just throws the pit bull literally <laughs> onto his face
1: And then Keanu Reeves just kind of takes the pit bull and just like kind of like punts him away
0: Punts it like a football
1: But like the dog becomes a really small dog that You he's don't like really hunting. see
0: it It's like it's definitely like you don't see it but you hear it like oh!
1: And to keep in mind Patrick Swayze is still in his mask We're not totally sure who this is
0: Yes We don't know who it is. Spoiler alert.
1: It's Patrick
0: Swayze. (laughs) So they end up in this like ravine. They like take a pretty big jump. Utah fucks up his knee from his old football injury. Mm. But he has his gun aimed right at the bad guy. They lock eyes. They have a moment. But he can't do it. And he just shoots his gun up at the sky a bunch of times and screams and just like lets him get away.
1: One of the most famous scenes in the movie. Yeah. And I still don't really know why he doesn't shoot him.
0: Well, yeah, I do. I think. Because he knows. Is that it? Well, he's already said that it's Bodhi. So we do kind of know. I mean, we don't No, We definitely know by this point because we watch them get ready for the heist and put their masks on.
1: Keanu Reese at this point doesn't know it's Bodhi, though, does he?
0: He got the lowdown on them and he knows their plan. And that's why he knows what their next heist is going to be. Because remember, he sees the guy's butt butthole. Oh,
1: you're right. You're so right. He knows right. it's them. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: He knows it's My Bodhi. Bad. Mm -hmm. they lock eyes and bodhi is a very charismatic character and he's like been good to him and he like has this kind of kinship with him he's like under his spell
1: yeah i mean i think he's buying into a lot of the things that bodhi is saying like it's so clear that they're kindred spirits in in certain ways they just are taking it two different ways
0: and he's falling under the spell of surfing and connecting and you know with the ocean and all of this hell yeah so yeah he lets him get away And, of course, Papas calls him out and is like, when you shoot, you never miss. So either you were scared or you're too close to them. And I know you're not scared. So he's like, get your shit together. Do your job. Get
1: your shit together. Stop reading comics when you're supposed to. Yeah, we could
0: have had them.
1: You're in no position to criticize Keanu Reeves right now.
0: Absolutely not. He's basically like, I'm completely incapable. So you need to do this right.
1: That is the subtext. I'm like a crazy old person who has no business being in this job. Like, you need to take, you need to. Shoulder this weight
0: This depends on you yeah. So Bodie's crew is freak the fuck out. And they also know that Johnny Utah is an FBI agent because they saw him running at them with his gun.
1: That's another thing, though. If you're an undercover agent, shouldn't you not join these raids? Because immediately they'll know who it is.
0: Well, and that would be the thing. If like they had an organized raid where they were like, there's no way they're getting away. Right. It wouldn't matter. But they like put so much to risk. It was just a little stakeout. And then he blows his cover.
1: It's a stakeout. So then isn't there a very, very good chance that those people are going to see you with a police officer in a car like they'll recognize you
0: they're overly confident i think so they're all freaked out and then bodhi's like look this isn't about the money it's about going against the system and showing people that the human spirit is still alive
1: yeah what what is this about
0: i don't this is just like more woo woo looking into this character but i also like By the end, I could just kind of feel like it was all bullshit. He would say whatever he could say to just like get people to do what he wants.
1: Yeah. So is he trying to like take down the system? Like what's the driving force here? I don't really understand. Is he mad about capitalism?
0: I think so. He's like sticking it to the man. But it's not like he's like helping people.
1: Right. And he doesn't seem like a particularly like angry person either. It doesn't seem like he just feels like the world is unjust. He just wants to like be radical at every moment.
0: He's like above it all. He's just like riding the wave. He's riding the wave. I'm
1: confused about him. but (laughs)
0: Yeah, he's a lot. But he just is like, I'm going to do this my way. Tyler then walks in to Utah's room with a gun and shoots the pillow right next to his head. Yeah. She found his badge and found out he's an FBI agent. He's been lying about everything. So she's pissed and she's out of there. A little bit extreme in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I mean... A little
0: bit? Well, she's pissed I've been mad at guys for lying to me, but I've never taken out a gun and shot their bed
1: you know what that's 100 percent right i don't even know i started to to defend
0: that like to play the devil's advocate he was dishonest with her it was
1: just really fucked up to lie about his parents being dead because hers are it's really not cool yeah
0: she's like are your parents even dead he's like they're alive and well in ohio
1: you're a dickhead
0: my mom's name is maureen she makes a mean brownie
1: i don't feel bad for him
0: she's out of there Bodie and the crew show up to Johnny's place and basically like grab him and they're like we're going on an adventure and they take him skydiving. And they're all on the plane playing this game where like, oh, Bodhi packed the parachutes, like, and of course Keanu Reeves is like the jig is up for all of us, and we're just pretending it's not. So I'm definitely not going to have a parachute in my pack. They all jump out of the plane, but it's like super peaceful. They're forming a circle, holding hands in the skies. They're bro bonding so hard. Yeah,
1: and this scene is so cool looking. I don't know how many other movies at this point have been able to like capture jumping out of a plane like this, but it is awesome.
0: It's a beautiful scene. So cool. I mean, it's all stunt doubles. Well... Well, okay. So here, I have a fun fact. The skydiving scene is real, and it's not real. Right, right. So to get close ups of the actors during the skydiving sequences, a crane rig with a telescoping arm was built for each actor. The rigs enabled the cast to say their lines while the camera shot them from below to achieve the sense of floating while skydiving. They are doing it, like they're simulating it, but it's also real at the same time.
1: It's honestly like so cool that it's not jarring that we just went from the most tense part of the movie to like that all of them are just having a great time and I think it's on purpose too because Keanu Reeves is having like a cathartic moment in the middle of this thing like he's floating next to these people who he knows are these bank robbers and possibly are going to try to kill him but it's just like so thrilling to him that he doesn't really care
0: this is part of Bodhi's thing he's like I make people feel a sense of belonging he's basically a cult leader yeah he's like I make people feel like they're a part of something I make them feel good and they will follow me to the ends of the earth or falling very quickly towards it. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) they pull their chutes. They land in the water. Everybody's good. And then immediately after, Bodhi takes Johnny into a van and shows him his, quote, insurance policy, which is a video of Tyler being held hostage at gunpoint.
1: Why did he even bring him up into the plane then? Did they need to do that?
0: I don't know. He's like, I just need one more sense of bonding to check off the list. I, you know, like yeah. if we feel if we're like high on adrenaline, feeling like super connected to each other, maybe you'll be able to handle it. <laughs> I don't that know. That works for me. OK. But it does not work because Johnny goes apeshit. And basically he's like, look, if I'm not at this place at a certain time, Angel's going to kill her. They bring Johnny to their next heist. This time they try for the vault, which they normally never do. Also, they all have their masks on. Johnny does not. So now he's like on the cameras, being there with them, holding a gun, even though it's not loaded. So the masks of the former presidents are LBJ, Richard Nixon, Jimmy Carter, and Ronald Reagan. The gang members will die chronologically based on when those four were president. Oh.
1: That's really cool.
0: They're in there and Bodhi just gets greedy. He decides to go for it. He orders them to go into the vault. There's a cop just happens to be in the bank that day. He pulls out his gun and shoots and then shoots Johnny and then Bodhi shoots him and kills him.
1: I don't know what this cop thought was going to happen. Right. So foolish. He
0: like is trying to scheme with a security guard. He's like, we both have guns. We could do it. And the security guard's like, please don't.
1: He really doesn't want to die.
0: I would like to not do my job today.
1: Yeah. What's the point?
0: I don't know there's a, a big shootout. Bodie kills somebody. So and you can tell like that is like a turning point for him. Mm-hmm. They all run out. Cut to Utah's being cuffed as an accessory to murder.
1: Which what the fuck? I mean,
0: come on, you guys. You know what's going on.
1: Couldn't you just like very easily explain? They caught me. I've
0: been undercover on this case. Yeah. And we also we know who they are now. Like we're as close as we've ever been. Right. To getting them.
1: Do you want to catch them? Because you should let me go. It doesn't make whatever. But
0: no. Papa's punches the chief in the face finally
1: (laughs) walks away scot-free they
0: just walk out the door um they chase them to the airport he shows up and is like tell me where tyler is and i walk away Papa's like on premises with this gun. One of the other guys shoots Papa's. Another gang member goes down and Papa's gets obliterated. Yeah. Blown to
1: bits. I'm surprised it kind of took this long for him to die. To be honest, I, I thought he was going to die like halfway through big time. But then they would have to give him like another partner. So I think this is the only time they could kill him.
0: Exactly. So Bodhi makes Johnny get on the plane. One of the other gang members is with him, but is like bleeding out. Basically, they still put a shoot on him and toss him out of the plane. <laughs>
1: so strange.
0: Bodie jumps out of the plane and leaves his gun.
1: This is the coolest looking scene to me because it really is Patrick Swayze just like looking at the camera and then just falling out into oblivion. He's
0: like, adios, and just <laughs> falls out of the plane for real. Utah takes the gun and jumps out of the plane.
1: No shoot. And when I said the coolest scene, this is the coolest scene. I don't care who you are. When you see this scene, you're like, what the fuck it's so cool
0: <laughs> so ballsy he is coming for him in the sky yes. and he <laughs> jumps on his back and he's like pull the shoot! no you pull the shoot! no you pull the shoot!" it's like
1: hearkening back to uh their first jump where they're kind of daring each other they go like lower and lower and lower and closer to the earth before they pull the shoot.
0: in order to pull the shoot, johnny has to throw the gun and pull the chute so That's what he does. Probably way too late. They land hard. Johnny's knee is fucked up again. But Angel pulls up in the Jeep and lets Tyler go. Tyler runs to Johnny. You know, they're kissing, they're hugging. She tries to say literally anything. and He's like, shh, some other time.
1: Yeah, which is also a a callback to when he was trying to tell her that he's been undercover and she thinks that he's going to say, I love you she's like some yes, other time, some other I time. guess. But it's really surprising to me that she just like forgives him and runs up to him. Like, I, I don't know if it's super clear to her that he's been trying to get her back. In I don't my know.
0: mind, she's realizing like, oh, you've been the good guy, like trying to take yeah. down these bad guys that have held me hostage, and you're actually trying to protect me.
1: That makes sense. So
0: yeah, Bodhi's off again. It's like, see you in the next life. We jump forward in time, and we know this because Keanu Reeves' hair is longer and sexier.
1: Yeah, it's a little jarring, because there isn't like a you know, three years later or something, he's just like, he looks like he might have a wig on.
0: <laughs> we jump forward. Utah's in Australia. We hear on the radio that there's this huge storm coming, so So we know that this is the 50-year storm that Bodhi was talking about. And he says, so it's only been a year.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And he walks down the beach and just finds him on the shore, throws the presidential mask at his feet. Turns out he's been following him around the world, nearly getting him every time. But he knew he would find him here. They start fighting each other on the beach in the rain. Very <laughs> so cool. wet.
1: He did not bring a gun, no. apparently.
0: Why? <laughs> Bodie is like just about to drown him when Johnny cuffs their hands together underwater.
1: I think that this is one of my favorite parts of the movie because the whole time he's been pretty calm and collected. And even when like shit's going wrong, mm-hmm. he seems to have kind of like a grip on things or not a grip yeah. on things, but like he seems to still be himself. And then, mm-hmm. then as soon as those cuffs go on him, it's he's like a trapped he's animal. He's just freaked out. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because I'm so claustrophobic, and I that really resonates with me. But I just really like that part. He's like, I, I, can't do it.
0: That's exactly what it's like. He starts to panic, but Keanu Reeves is like, you gotta go down, man. And all these cops come down in helicopters, and he just knows it's the end. Bodhi convinces Utah to let him catch this final wave. He's like, his whole life has been leading up to this moment.
1: His whole convoluted life.
0: He unlocks the cuffs and lets him swim out to catch this wave. And Bodhi rides out into this massive storm, these crazy waves. And the cops are like, what are you doing? You let him go. But
1: there's also some parts of the cops that are like, oh, this is so sick.
0: Okay. First of all. They never filmed in Australia. And it's very obvious because the cops are very clearly not Australian, but using an Australian accent. They're like, you like let him go Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. We'll catch him when he comes back on. <laughs> so the cops are like, we'll get him when he comes back in without even turning around. Utah just walks away and is like, he's not coming back yeah we watch Bodhi get swallowed up by this massive wave
1: so cool looking and scary
0: which means like his stunt double actually had to do which well is- I think
1: that it looks to me at least like it's a composite image like he is falling on a much smaller wave and then they're putting that oh, into a, a gigantic wave I but I I don't know I mean I'm that not no expert
0: yeah so I haven't say that? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Yeah, so without looking back, Utah walks away, throws his badge in the ocean, and we black out.
1: That's so cool. This movie is so sick from beginning to end. It Mm -hmm. has its, like, corny parts. Well, you know, you want to do rating and summation then? (laughs) Because I'm about to into this. Well,
0: my last fun fact, while there was a terrible remake of this movie, there was also... A theatrical performance called Point Break Live, which consists of actors performing the entire movie on stage. The part of Johnny Utah is a random audience member picked out that must read all their lines off of cue cards.
1: That is such a great idea.
0: So fucking funny, right? Yeah, brilliant. I would love, would love to see Point Break Live.
1: Because these lines that he has to say, like there's no one could say them in a regular way. Like the lines themselves are absurd.
0: And we already don't take what he says seriously. So. It's
1: weird, because though, because his lines are so absurd. And then Patrick Swayze has like, or rather, Bodie has like some really interesting dialogue. Like he's like kind of explaining more of his worldview while he's bringing Johnny Utah to the the bank robbery. He's talking about like projecting strength to avoid conflict. And it's like peace through superior firepower. And he's talking about when you train a dog and you are vulnerable for a moment. It freaks yeah. them out and then they need to pounce. And that is somehow, like, it seems to me at least, the crux of his position.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, some of this
1: dialogue is really cool. And then it's just some these these lines from Johnny Utah are just so hilarious. It's like when Gary Busey's like, speak into the microphone, squid brain. <laughs> you
0: know? All the cop it's insults like, are really bad. Like, I was on this force when you were squeezing the zits on your funny face. So it
1: had to make it in somehow. So,
0: But let's rate it and summate it.
1: Ooh, nice. I love that.
0: Thanks. Just came out.
1: We should keep that going. Um, oh, great. Again, I really don't know if I've ever like just sat down and watched this movie. And it's just so wildly entertaining. You love Bodie and you love Johnny Utah there's just so many twists and turns and now we have Fast and the Furious but before that we didn't have something else that was quite like this so I it's it's very obvious to me why this is a cult classic and why so many people love it I'm going to give this movie seven out of ten war childs war children
0: okay I'll take that not passion for lashens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I thought I'd let him, le- let him be. Fair.
0: Um, I would say the quality of this movie is very similar to the characters in this movie in that there's some good, there's some bad, but the good makes up for the bad. Mm-hmm. Like, they're complex characters, which I will always appreciate. It's never just like, it's not simple as good versus evil. Mm-hmm. When you can empathize with a villain, it's always so much more entertaining Agreed. and emotion evoking. I, yeah, Patrick Swayze is great keanu reeves does exactly what he needs to do for me and i honestly like i love anything surf related surf docs all of it like i just well you're such
1: a huge surfer so i
0: gave up way too early in life and so i like to live vicariously through (laughs) i find it immensely entertaining even though my inner feminist is like couldn't have had one decent female character that like has some kind of impact yeah but it's okay it's not always for me I give this movie six naked female ninjas
1: oh nice love it I'm really glad we did this movie now we I, am yeah, too. I would really love to do fast and furious soon if you're into it
0: I absolutely yeah. i think
1: you'd really like it
0: that would be like an offshoot of this podcast as if we have to do like all of them
1: yeah how many are there like 11 that can't be that many but there's so many
0: I want to say thank thank. Thank you to our awesome listeners who have been reaching out on social media, giving us awesome feedback, giving us great suggestions, got a lot of great feedback from our last episode, which was super experimental. Uh, We're glad that you liked it. And if you didn't like it, let us know. Thanks for your input and your appreciation. We love it. We love you guys. We have no who knows what we're going to do next week.
1: We sure don't.
0: Thanks for hanging in with us and being along for the ride. Any parting yeah. words, Daniel?
1: Yeah, no. I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who's been reviewing the podcast. I'm like reading them and I'm just like nearly crying. I'm so happy. Like Honestly, everyone's so nice. they're
0: so nice. So nice. Yeah. They're so nice. And I don't want to jinx it, but we haven't had anybody say anything mean yet.
1: Yeah. So I just want to thank everyone for that. It's just such a nice thing to do. And You know, thank you for sticking with us through our experimental episode last week if you tuned in. If you didn't, I don't know, try it out because I would love to have more feedback about what worked because it was just such a fun thing to do that it would be great to try it some other time, one more time maybe.
0: If you know, if anybody out there knows anybody at Netflix that you think would be interested in the three-day nap without (laughs) all the porn, I think it would be a great Thanksgiving movie for kids. So
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: All right, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Millennial Movie Club. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Movie Club.
0: If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and write us a glowing review.
1: We are millennials. We kind of need the validation.
0: For even more goodies, be sure to follow Millennial Movie Club on TikTok and Instagram. Later
1: Later days.
0: days.